Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Using Your Brain for Success, the show that's all about helping you build a better life by using your brain the right way. I'm Liam Naden and I'm glad you're here. This is the second of two episodes where we look at the five ways that fear creates problems in your life and stops you from being and having the success that you really want and deserve. Now you'll recall from the last episode that fear and the related emotions of worry, stress, doubt, anxiety and frustration, it's all the result of your brain interpreting something in your environment as being a threat to your safety or survival. And it makes you behave in ways that are ideal for protecting you from the danger. So you go into a fight, flight or freeze state and you react by instinct. But while this fight, flight or freeze state is fine for an immediate emergency, it's no good for helping you deal with problems. Because in this state, you can't think properly. And because your brain is diverting all of your energy and attention towards dealing with the immediate danger, it shuts off your awareness, your thinking, your logic, your imagination and your creativity. All of the things that might stop you from reacting quickly enough to danger but which you need to solve a problem and to stop one from getting worse. And what happens as a result? You do all of the wrong things. So you end up sabotaging your life and life becomes a battle to overcome never-ending problems rather than living your biological purpose, which is to be your best physically, mentally and emotionally. Because of course, when you're at your best, you have the greatest chance to survive and thrive. But stress and problems, of course, have the opposite effect. They cause stress on your body. They weaken you and you feel unhappy rather than being creative and resourceful. Now, there are many consequences of feeling fear in your life. There are many ways it affects your behavior and therefore how your life turns out. But there are five main consequences. And we looked at two of those in the last episode. And today we're going to explore the other three. So you'll recall that the two that we've covered already are that fear firstly makes you react aggressively rather than respond to an event or a situation. So it could be in a conversation with someone else or something which another person does that you don't agree with or that you like. So your brain, when you're in a fearful, worried or anxious state, it takes control of you and gets you to do things that make you feel better in the moment but which usually had negative consequences for the future and which you probably regret. And the second consequence of fear is that it makes you look for a quick fix rather than a permanent solution to a problem. And quick fixes virtually never work because there really is no such thing as a quick fix to a real problem. Okay, so what are the other three? In what other ways does feeling afraid, worried or stressed cause you to act in ways that don't solve your problems, that make your problems worse, and that even create more problems for you? Well, the first of these three consequences is that fear, and this might surprise you, but fear actually makes you set the wrong goals. Fear literally makes you go after the wrong things in your life. Now we're going to be talking a lot more about goal setting in a later episode and you'll see that most people unfortunately go about setting goals in completely the wrong way. And it's the lack of understanding what goals really are and how to use them that causes people to not only fail to reach their goals 
But even if they do, it doesn't take away their frustration and unhappiness. In other words, it doesn't bring them the satisfaction that they thought it would. Before we move on, I just want to have a quick word about problems. Because the thing you need to realize, and I really hope you're starting to realize this through these podcast episodes, is that problems aren't natural. If you have problems in your life, you've been doing things wrong. Because life is not supposed to be difficult. I mean, life is not difficult anywhere else in nature. There are no problems in nature. Everything just flows. And if you really take a look around, you'll see that this is true. Yes, there is life and death. There is growth and decay. But this is all part of the natural flow of the physical world that we're a part of. But we as humans, we tend to mess things up for ourselves and we create struggle and problems. And it's not because it's our natural state or the way we're designed to live, but because we're using our brain the wrong way. And as I've said in previous episodes, your brain is a machine. And like any machine, if you use it the wrong way, you're going to get undesirable results, which of course are problems. And you use your brain the right way and your life flows naturally. It really is as simple as that. So most problems are actually completely unnecessary. And once you realize that, you can transform your life. And you really can, no matter what's going on right now, because there is nothing in this world, in this physical world, there is no one person, thing, or anything else that wants you to have problems. But coming back to goals. Now, when you're in a fearful, stressed, worried state, and your brain is operating in your survival, fight, flight, or freeze state, remember that there are two things that happen. Firstly, you're in a reactive state and you're looking for a quick fix. But the second thing is that your full awareness is shut off. It means you can't access all of the resources of thinking, creativity, imagination. You can't see the big picture. So if you set a goal in this state, then the only thing your brain can do for you is to give you a goal that it thinks, from a very limited perspective, that it thinks is what you want and need to be happy. But this part of your brain can't know and doesn't know what the real answer is. All that it can do is search through the information that you've stored in your memory and come up with a goal which is going to be very limited. Now, it might look and sound good, but it isn't going to be in harmony with who you really are. It's not going to be what you really want. I'll give you an example. Now, as you might know, much of my work has been in helping people with marriage problems specifically in saving their marriage if their spouse is wanting a divorce. And many people, and certainly all of the ones who come to seek my help, they're in a stressful, fearful, worried state. And they become like that when they learn that their marriage might end when they don't want it to. So when their husband or wife tells them they want a divorce, or when they find out perhaps that their spouse might be having an affair, whatever it is, if they look at the end of their marriage and they don't want it, it sends them into a state of fear and worry. So they set the goal to save their marriage. So they're filled with motivation, determination and hope that they'll achieve this goal. And they say that they're committed to this goal of saving their marriage and they will do anything to achieve this result. And while I really admire and respect people who have this goal, the truth is for some people in this situation, saving their marriage is the wrong goal to have. The marriage may have been not right for them for some time. In fact, it might never have been right. They and their spouse may have drifted apart and become people who are simply not suited to each other any longer. It might even be an abusive relationship. 
their spouse might have left already or be in a relationship with someone else. And perhaps even their friends are telling them that they should simply move on. But they can't see that saving their marriage is perhaps the wrong goal for them. They can't see it because their fear-based brain in its limited awareness is continuing to tell them that the only solution for them to be happy is to save their marriage, no matter how hopeless it may be in, a re in reality. So their brain literally forces them to cling to a hope that someone will wave a magic wand and their spouse will come back to them and all will be well. And that's why a lot of my work with people, both in their marriage situation or in any other problem they're facing, a lot of my work is to help them overcome their fears so that they can set and achieve and see the right goal. So for a marriage situation, for instance, if that's the problem they're facing, saving their marriage might be the right goal or it might not be. But you'll never know if it is if you're in a state of fear about it. You know, setting the wrong goals because your brain has put you in a fearful, uncertain state rather than an aware, certain state is the cause of so much trouble in people's lives. People stay committed to something when it plainly isn't right for them. In an aware state, which I call your natural creative state, and where your brain is not controlling you through fear, you will know exactly what you want and what you need to be the best you can be, including, of course, your happiest. And you will achieve those goals without struggle. Of course, there will be effort, but no struggle. And all of the right pieces will fall into place. So you can never set the right goals when you feel fearful, worried, anxious or frustrated. And without the right goals, you'll never achieve your potential. And you don't need to go off to a monastery to learn meditation. You don't need to go on a retreat or you don't need to take some exotic substance to feel good enough to see what the right goals for you are. All you need to do is to learn to use your brain the right way. OK, so that's the third consequence of fear in your life and the first one we're covering today, and that is that it causes you to set the wrong goals. Now, the fourth consequence of fear that's sabotaging your life is that it makes you push for solutions. Now, you might remember from the last episode that I said your survival state brain can't stand uncertainty. It operates on impulsive action. So action is vital for the survival brain. It has to be proactive in removing the danger it thinks you are facing. It can't just sit back and allow things to happen. So action is its highest priority. And of course, taking action when you're anxious or worried is a quick fix. It takes away the uncertainty. It makes you feel in control, at least for the moment. But again, you're going to find that the action you take is usually the wrong action. Can you think of a time when you pushed for an answer from someone or you took some action where you pushed hard for a result and which you later regretted and realized that things would have turned out better if you just waited a bit? Now, this situation often happens in a relationship. When people are feeling stressed and worried about their marriage, they often push their spouse away by putting pressure on them. They want to work on their problems. They want to work on their relationship. They want to talk about it. They want to take their spouse to counselling and they want to know what their spouse is thinking and feeling all of the time. So they say, how are you feeling? Is everything OK? What can I do for you? And of course, all of this pushing and pressure just makes their spouse feel even more uncomfortable and not want to be with them. Now, of course, there's a difference between pushing for a solution through action and not taking any action at all. And I'm not saying you should just sit back and not try to resolve a problem. 
But if you take action when your brain is in your survival state rather than your natural creative state, you're acting through limited awareness and fear. And you're going to be impulsive. You're going to be worried and hopeful rather than certain. And you're going to do the wrong things and, of course, get the wrong result. So that's the fourth consequence of fear that is sabotaging your life, and that is pushing for a solution. Now, the fifth and last consequence that we're looking at in these two podcast episodes is in some ways the polar opposite of the other four, but it's nevertheless extremely destructive. And that is fear causes you to procrastinate. In other words, do nothing. Just avoid the problem. Distract yourself with something else or just sit and feel paralyzed to act, which of course is a symptom of depression. Now you remember that survival state, where your brain is primed to act, to repel an immediate threat or danger to your survival, well that state is also described as your fight, flight or freeze state. And freeze is an important reaction. In fact, freezing, in other words, doing nothing at all, can be a very effective way to protect yourself from a danger or a threat. In many life or death situations, this can be the best response. So if you hear a noise in the forest, freezing, becoming motionless, might make the bear or snake not notice you and therefore leave you alone. And if you're facing an attacker, the best way to protect yourself might be to show them that you're weak and defenseless, not a threat to them and not worth bothering with. And you often see this with dogs. When a small dog is confronted by a large one, the small dog will often roll on its back and be submissive. And it's showing the larger dog, see, you don't need to fight me because I'm much weaker than you. I'm no threat to you. Now, freezing and showing that you're not willing or able to fight can be very effective in diffusing a tense situation for us as humans as well. So if someone's wanting to fight you and you don't want to fight back, even if it's just arguing, then it can have the result of them backing away. They subconsciously realize that there isn't an argument there or you're not worth fighting. And of course, by not fighting back, you're not feeding their reactive, aggressive survival brain either. But how does procrastination help you solve a problem? Well, it doesn't, does it? But for many people in a state of anxiety, fear and worry, their reaction is to do nothing. So they might try to distract themselves with a quick fix, something that will make them feel better in the moment and take their mind off the problem, and that might be drugs, of course, or alcohol or entertainment. And we looked at this in the last episode. But being paralyzed by fear not only doesn't solve a problem, it has many negative consequences. It can kill your motivation. It can make you depressed. It can make you unwilling or unable to take any action so that the problems you are facing get bigger. So, for instance, if you don't have the money to pay the rent, then you not telling your landlord about it or not communicating with them is probably not going to help. And in extreme cases, procrastination puts you in a downward spiral of frustration and depression, and it can drain you of your energy. And all this can create even bigger problems for you, such as even the destruction of your business or relationship. Now, of course, there's a difference between procrastination and pausing before you act. And the difference all comes down to what state your brain is in. In other words, your emotional state. And in your natural creative state, when you're operating with your full awareness and you're feeling confident, you're trusting, you're calm and centered, all of your actions flow. You do the right things at the right time. You don't rush anything. And you don't hesitate either when the moment is right. But you know when the right moment is. 
In your natural creative state, you actually act a lot less, but all of your actions are the right ones. But in your survival state, when you're feeling stressed and afraid and operating from your limited reactive brain, you can't see what the right action is. So you either take the wrong actions through aggressive reaction or you take no action at all. So there you have it. These are the five consequences of fear which are sabotaging your life. And just to recap, they are reacting aggressively rather than responding, needing a quick fix, setting the wrong goals, pushing for solutions, and procrastinating. Now I'm sure we're going to touch on these again in later episodes of Using Your Brain for Success, but can you see how these are affecting your own life? And can you see just how destructive they are? And they're all the result of using your brain the wrong way, of trying to create your life while you're in a state of fear, worry, anxiety or frustration. But far from solving your problems, all of these things only commit you to a life of more problems, living way below your true potential and struggling with unhappiness rather than living in the flow of joy and love, which is what life really is supposed to be. Okay, well, as we did with the last episode, to help you really take this on board and understand this in a deeper way, I've put together some questions for you to ask yourself. And have a think about these, and they'll, they'll really help you to see just how much fear might be running your own life and creating problems for you, rather than giving you the life that you really want. You're also going to find them listed as a, in a summary, which you can download on my website, liamnaden.com. If you go to the podcast section, you'll find it there under podcast episode number eight. And if you really want to take back control of your life, rather than letting fear, worry, frustration and anxiety control you, the best way that I know of is, that, is with neurostate rebalancing. Neurostate rebalancing is a process that will remove your fears, it will rebalance your brain, as the name suggests, and will have you dealing with your problems and your life in a far more resourceful way. It puts you in the flow of your life, and you'll be amazed at what will show up for you. And you can learn Neurostate Rebalancing in my coaching program, you can, which you can enroll in on my website, liamnaden.com. But for now, how about giving yourself a gift? And that gift is the present moment. You know, most of us spend very little time actually experiencing the present moment. We're busy rushing around, and if we're not rushing around physically, we're rushing around with our thoughts. We're thinking about what has happened. We're thinking about what we think might happen, what we're going to do, what we should do. And most of the time, these thoughts are just rushing around in a random way, and it feels like we can't stop them. It feels like our brain is out of control. We can't stop our thoughts. They just keep coming. And all of this thinking keeps us in a state of tension, worry, anxiety, and agitation. And it feels like we can never relax, even if we want to. But of course, the present moment is all there is. And if you deprive yourself of experiencing this present moment, which can only truly be experienced without thought, then you really are depriving yourself of your life. So let go of everything, just for a few minutes. Allow your mind to settle. And if you want to focus on something, focus on your breathing. Take a deep breath and marvel at just what a miracle this act of just taking a single breath actually is. Of what's involved, of all of the vast number of actions, processes and functions, 
in your body and in your brain that all come together to allow you to experience just a single breath. And if this is just for a single breath, what possible power could there be to create your entire life and the life of everything around you? It must truly be an infinite power and intelligence, mustn't it? And of course it is. So as you start to relax, focus on the present and appreciate who and where you are right now and then consider these questions. Answering them honestly will move your life forward in a meaningful way. Firstly, think of a goal you once set for yourself for something that you really wanted but which you didn't achieve. Perhaps you wanted a particular relationship to work out and yet the problems and conflicts never went away and the relationship ended. Maybe you wanted to earn a certain amount of money in a certain period of time or get a certain job and you didn't get it. Or maybe you wanted something to happen in your business but it just never did. Once you have in mind a specific goal that you once had but which you didn't achieve, ask yourself, when you set the goal and while you were working towards it, were you absolutely certain that you were going to achieve it? And did you have a knowingness deep inside you that you knew that the goal was right for you and that you could simply relax and go with the flow because you knew it was on the way? Or were you hoping that you would achieve the goal? And did it make you feel worried when you thought about it? Did you feel unsure you would get what you were asking for, but you really wanted it and you shut out your feelings of doubt and you covered them over with hope, prayer and positive thinking? And were you needing to achieve the goal to make you happy? Did you say to yourself something like, I really want this, I need it, I can't be happy without it? And were you desperate to achieve it? Did you think it would solve a problem for you? Did you say things to yourself like, I'm determined to get this, I'll do anything to get it, I'll do whatever it takes, I can't bear the thought of not getting it, I'm so afraid of what might happen if I don't get it. And did working towards your goal make you feel stressed and worried? Did you struggle with problems trying to achieve it? And were you hopeful rather than certain? Did it make you feel under pressure to try to achieve this goal? Did it make you feel stressed? And in summary, really, was trying to achieve your goal a fun process where all of the pieces fell into place? Or were you continually struggling with stress, fear, worry and frustration? Now can you see now why you didn't achieve your goal? In fact, the only reason you have failed to achieve a goal is because it's not the right one for you. And it's not the right one when you set it based on fear, worry and anxiety that you might not reach it and that you need it to make you happy. In other words, when you're attached to the outcome. Next, think about a goal that you have right now that you're working towards but which you haven't yet reached. And ask yourself, are you relaxed, confident and certain that you're going to reach it? Is it something you'd really like to have, but you feel that if you didn't reach it, well that's okay, it's obviously not meant to be, that there would be something better coming along? Or is this something that you're worried about whether or not you will reach? Are you unsure and hopeful rather than certain? Does it make you stressed and worried when you think about this goal? And is it something that you think, will take away your unhappiness and fears? Are you wanting it because you see it as the solution you have to a problem? And are you afraid it might not happen? If you're feeling stressed and worried and think that this goal will solve your problems for you, then it's very likely, in fact I'd say virtually certain, that this is not the right goal for you. 
And if you want to find the right goal, allow your creative brain to tell you what it is, because it knows the truth. But you will only hear the answer and be able to respond to it when you're not feeling stressed, worried or afraid. The next question is to think of a problem in your life right now when you're pushing hard to find a solution. Perhaps your marriage or relationship isn't going too well, or one of your children isn't acting in ways you'd like them to. Or it could be a part of your business, maybe an employee who's not performing and is causing you problems. And when you think about this, this problem in your life, ask yourself, how are you pushing for a solution? In that relationship, are you wanting to talk to your spouse all the time? Are you pushing them to work on the problem or the relationship with you? Are you reading books? Are you gathering information on strategies and, and trying to find more and different ways to solve the problem? Are you perhaps pestering people for answers? Are you getting angry with people who don't bring you what you want straight away? Are you being unreasonable in your expectations and demands of other people? And whatever you're doing to try and achieve this goal, is it helping? So you're trying really hard, but being honest, does trying really hard help? Or instead, does it leave you feeling frustrated and that you're not making progress? And does it make other people resent you rather than want to cooperate with you? And does it feel like everything you do only seems to add to the problem? When you push for a solution to a problem, you're struggling. And struggle only comes from using your survival brain to try to achieve a goal or solve a problem. Effort without struggle is your natural creative state, and it's the only way you'll get the right solution to any problem. When you act without fear or stress, you allow your natural creative brain to bring the right solution to you, and you succeed rather than fail. And you don't get what you think you want, you get what you know you want. And the next question to think about, or series of questions really, is there something in your life you know you should do but you can't bring yourself to do it? Something that you're avoiding doing because even though it could really resolve a problem in your life, make your life a lot better, you dread the thought of actually doing it. You're afraid of making a mistake or of something unpleasant happening as a result. It could be making a phone call. It could be telling someone how you really feel or even letting go of that employee or starting a new business or starting to write a book that you've always wanted to do, or learning a new skill of something you've always wanted to learn, such as painting, drawing, or a hobby? What dreams are you not living because your fear brain is making you procrastinate and not even taking the first step? Well, whatever it is, can you see how your fear of failure or uncertainty of the outcome is stopping you from taking action? You know what to do, but you can't overcome your fear to take just the first step. But in what way could your life move forward if you just did the thing you're afraid of doing? How would your life be better if instead of worrying if things went wrong, you acted and things turned out well? And what's something you could do right now that you've been afraid to do, but which you know could improve your life? Think of all of the ways that fear, doubt and anxiety are sabotaging your life. Whether it's getting you to react aggressively rather than respond, seek a quick fix, go after the wrong goals, push for a solution, or procrastinate and do nothing, all of these things are robbing you of your life. And they're all because you're allowing your fear-based survival brain to be in control of you, rather than you being in control. And once you know all of this, what's the answer? 
Well, of course, the answer is to realize that fear is your only enemy and that your only mission in life, if you truly want to understand who you are and you truly want to be in control of your life and live to your full potential, then your only mission is to eliminate your fears. Find out what your fears are and remove them from your life. And it says Morpheus said to Neo in the film The Matrix, you have to let it all go. Fear, doubt and disbelief free your mind. And when you do, you start to use your brain in the right way. And your life will start to open up for you in ways that you can't imagine right now. You truly will become the master of your own life and you'll realize that it's the only way to truly live. Well, that's all for this episode of Using Your Brain for Success. I really look forward to sharing with you in future episodes so much more about how you can truly create an extraordinary life using the incredible power of your brain. And if you'd like to eliminate fear from your life and really start living as the master of your life, enroll in my Neurostate Rebalancing Program. You will finally get rid of the fears that have been holding you back for so long so that you can start living the life you're designed to live. You'll find all the details on my website. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure sharing this with you, and I wish you all the best.